Hello, welcome to the Spoken For Podcast. I'm Howard. I'm Sean. And thank you for joining us for another episode. Um, as of today, it is Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. I mean, do we y'all. really tell people Happy Memorial I don't Day? Know. We're like black. It's, We're just here for the good. I feel like it's a thing to say. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all know what today is. It's off work day. Yes, um, amen. Anyway, today we're going to be discussing something very near and dear to our hearts. Especially my heart. Especially Sean's heart. <laughs> talking about pressure. And we're not talking about, you know, pressure cookers. We're not talking about pressure in the playoffs. We are talking about the pressure that people put on you to do things mm-hmm. that they feel like you should be doing because they did it and whatever else and you're young and, and you you're should young and blah and you're blah married blah and y'all should be doing this people have a lot to say about what you should be doing with your life mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about that today mm-hmm. so um sean do you want to start i always start well start again then okay <laughs> So there's this thing, and please forgive me if I squeak or squawk, whatever the the term is, Um, especially around Mother's Day, right? So this is not something that's new. This happens to women all of the time. And it was Mother's Day not too long ago, as we all know. And of course, I got the few people in the world to be like, oh my goodness, when are you going to be a mother? That kind of thing. And originally, you know, years ago, I would laugh and be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. never. But now, what has my response been, Howard? Dead, cold silence. I Stop get telling me that. so upset when people come to me and they're just like, okay, so when are you going to start trying for kids? Or when are you going to have a baby? Or when are you going to do that? Mind you, I'm 24. So I'm very, I mean, I, that's pretty young to me. It doesn't matter what I'm going to do. I wish you would stop asking, but let me actually tell the story because that's kind of how podcasts go. Mm-hmm. So there's someone, there's a couple of people that do this to me often. And if you're listening to it, I, I hope you stop. But there's someone who um, kind of made fun of me like for saying like, no, I don't want kids. Like, no, it's not. I'm good. I'm okay. And I think they thought I was kidding. And I believe actually deep down that they didn't think I was being serious. And I kept saying, no, like, no, let me live my life. No, let me live my life. And because we were at church, I was trying to be real cool because I don't want to create problems in the church or at the church, rather. Um, so she kept going. I was like, go talk to my husband. How about that? Go talk to him about it. And his response was the same response that I had because I'm just so over people asking and assuming that I, right now in my life, want kids. So don't get me wrong. Once again, there's a natural trajectory, I think, that goes with marriage. It's, you know, how the song, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby with a baby carriage. And because we've done it this way, I think people think, all right, well, Howard and Shauna have been together for at least a year now. It's time for them to start procreating. And I'm here to tell you, oh, well, I can't say that. No. But (laughs) I get very irritated by it. And there's... You know, it's nobody's business why anybody can't have a kid. Like, people have to say this every Mother's Day, I'm pretty sure. Um, But the problem that I have is that it happens even off, you know, days like that. People still, even now, people that I have told, yo, leave me alone, are still asking me about children. And they're still asking me, like, okay, so how many years? Like, one to two? Baby, right now, I'm a teacher, okay? I teach And that's enough. I have a dog. We share a dog. I'm sorry. She's our dog. 
She's our doctor, is what we like to call her sometimes mm, she's to a ourselves. But that's it. That's all I want. I don't want any kids right now. So just putting that out there. Go ahead, Howard. That's extremely valid. Like, also, I do not want any children. Thank right you. Now I'm glad either. you said that. Like, so it wasn't just like I don't mm, her. Like, I don't want that. Like, having a dog is bad enough trying to plan stuff. Like, if you want to go out of town, you got to mm, find somebody to yes. come take this girl out. And you got to find somebody to watch her, make sure she's not getting anything. Or you just leave her in the cage or whatever. Or you just don't go. But, like, with children, you don't have the option to just put them in the cage if they get in your nerves. Like, I know it sounds bad. No, it doesn't. Like, say what you have to you say. Can't, <laughs> you can't. Like, you, you don't have that option. Like, you don't have an off day as a parent. Like, with the dog, like, it's like, all right, cool. I can put her in the cage. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be out and in my face mm-hmm. all the time. I can feed her, take her out, and that's all I got to do with her. Right. Cool. With a kid, you have to constantly be... On them. On them. You have to constantly be teaching. If you raise them right. Watch. Yeah. Like, if you want, like, we don't want, the thing is, we don't want to be absentee and bad parents. And just put them on iPads all day. Like, have the, have the whole two-parent household, but the father, me, is just sitting in the background while the mother is suffering and handling the children. Would, like, no. Like, we're not, suffer. we don't want to do that. Like, we want to have an actual good relationship with our children and be good parents. We can't do that. In the current mental states that we are now, like we are not ready to have children. Yeah. And that is just the fact. Like we're not rushing to have them because we know we can't handle that responsibility right now. And even outside of handling responsibility, we just don't want them right now. Right. And uh, <laughs> like I was, I, I preface it with saying, like, I don't, we both said we don't mm-hmm. want them. There's also very, besides the fact, flat out, that like, we don't want them right now, there's also the practical fact of, we're not mature enough to handle having children like i don't want to be i don't want to be a bad father because i'm the way i am right now like Mm -hmm. i see myself in three to five years being ready but Uh, that's also not my decision like it's up to my wife too to decide what she wants to do with her body because i don't want her to go through all that and her be very upset or sad and depressed after she has a child and now I have to take care of both of them and don't know how to handle that. Like, I don't want us to be in a position where we're not strong enough together to mm-hmm. raise this child and go through all that comes with having it. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of body changes, mental changes, and all the other stuff. Like, there's a lot of pressure to put on people that have only been married two years. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, y'all should see how I just looked at him. I just turned my head like, oh, you've never said that to me. You've never been like, oh, yeah, so it's really her choice because. It's your body. I mean, no, I know you feel that way in general. Like, I know that you're just like, Shauna, you do what's good for you and your body. Fine. But I don't think you've ever I've never heard you say like, oh, because it's my wife's body and stuff. I'm away for her. I know you feel that way. It's just interesting to hear it. Oh, okay. I'm not saying, oh, that's different. I thought I was going to say that. I know that's not a fresh revelation. No, 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 no. It's just so interesting to hear. But you're absolutely right. Like, I think. You know, when we first got married, it was very easy. But, oh, yeah, babies. But it's like, oh, heck no. I am, like I talked about on last episode, I'm selfish. And not in a not in a bad way. And I think I needed to clear that up anyway. I don't mean selfish like I do everything for me and I don't think of nobody else. That's not me. I think too much of people. Too much. Too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm selfish in the fact that I like sleeping. I like this morning waking up at 930 or whatever. That's a big deal for me. I don't normally stay in bed that long. Being able to put Lilo in the cage and leave when we want. Being able to 
um, you know, have friends over, go places, go to the store without a burden. And I'm, I commend the mothers out there that are doing the dag on thing, period. There's no, but just y'all are doing it. Mm. I just know for me and my house, it's not happening. And we've seen it. You have to also understand we've come from two very different upbringings and we have seen parenting in two very different ways. For me, I was ripping around the streets with my mother. Howard was ripping around the church streets with his parents all the time and at home. So we watched our parents go through and do certain things which now we're like, oh, we got to avoid that. And that's going to take some work. Like, it's going to take some time. And even Howard's talking about growing. Like, Howard and I are completely different from when we first got married. Like, I, we talk about this all of the time. I don't look the same. I have locks now. I don't. I'm not that big. I have lost a lot of weight. You're not big at all. Okay, but you know what I mean. I've lost a lot of weight. Like, physically, we look different. He looks like a grown man. Like, I look at him with his fresh cut and, like, okay, you're a dude. Like, you're grown girl. All right, now. But all I'm saying, I'm saying that to say, if we've done this amount of growing in two years, there's still so much more to be done. How can there be an infant involved in all of this? I, right. I love my body too much. I've worked too hard <laughs> to waste it. I'm sorry. Is that right? I mean, not waste it, but, but to just to mess it up right it. now. Yeah. It's not a waste, it's a sacrifice. It's sorry to sacrifice my nice abs in the morning mm-hmm. and myself. But I'm sorry. That's not the only thing that we feel pressured by. No, like there's also. Especially when you're a young married couple, there's like a lot of pressure for you to like, why are y'all buying, why are y'all renting apartments? Why don't y'all get oh, a house? Yeah. Why are y'all doing this? Like, again, we want a house. However, like children, we want a house when we're ready to afford, when we're ready to like handle that responsibility. Right, with no question. Because buying a house has like takes a lot Mm -hmm. like buying a house taking care of a house like all that stuff like that takes a lot like you have to be able to handle your situations without a maintenance person coming looking at it like Mm -hmm. you have to be able to hire people to fix stuff or fix it on your own and not mess up your Mm -hmm. house it's investments and god forbid property taxes there's homeowners associations Mm -hmm. like there's all that stuff that i did not learn about and now you're like, yeah, you're 20 something. Go do Go it. buy a house. Go yeah. do it. Like, that sounds great. Like, it sounds wonderful to just walk up and, like, I would like to purchase a home. Yeah. But that's not how that works. Like, we have to get into a position where you're able to handle that responsibility. And right now, we don't feel like we are. We might be to some people. Right. We personally, I think God has blessed us a lot and people see that and they're like, oh, they got it. And I think that happens in our family a lot too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at those two. They're fine. Y'all don't know. Not saying that we're not, but like you but have like, no clue. We personally don't feel like we're ready ready to handle that right now. And that's okay, y'all. And that's cool. Like we I think a lot of it has to be like you have to be self aware. Like you can't be you can't do stuff trying to chase what other people have and, and try to play media. catch up and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like you are going to go broke trying to impress people that don't know who you are and mm-hmm. to get a fraction of the likes and clout that everybody else has gotten that you're trying to chase. Like, you are going to go 
crazy trying to play catch up with other people. And you have no clue what they're sacrificing to get that. Like you trying to be the next this big celebrity. Like you Mm -hmm. don't know what they went through (laughs) in their life to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. You don't want the same blessings that some of these big people have because you don't know what they had to suffer through to get there. You're not built the same way they are. So stop. Like stop. We're not built the same way that some of y'all people are that are pressuring us to do certain things. We're thinking differently. We're planning according to what we actually have. And we're being very honest with ourselves when we make these decisions. We're not doing certain things, not because we can't. It's just we don't want to. Yeah. And we know that doing so could impact us negatively, negatively in the future. Right. So we're like, we're just going to wait on it. And when the perfect opportunity arrives, when all the eggs have been lined up or whatever the phrase is. We gonna know. We'll know. Like God talks to both of us very clearly. Here you go. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> but like we get spoken to very clearly. Like we know when we're supposed to step into something. We like it feels very right. And we've had instances before where we tried to move forward and stuff and Child. it was like, you know what? This seemed iffy. Like we not we can't do this. This I think- iffy. Yeah, we have great examples. First of all, I don't think we've ever revealed where we live, but it's not a big deal. I mean, we don't kind of do all that. Okay. Well, where we live. We in Baltimore, but yeah, you know that. That's what I was saying. Oh. I didn't mean anything specific. Okay. Well, we in Baltimore, so yeah. So, where we live is also not the greatest for finding houses. So, here's our dilemma, or here's the dilemma with the house thing, and why the pressure is also annoying in this aspect. We live in Baltimore. If you know anything about Baltimore... Like most of you, I'm pretty sure are listening are from Baltimore. But if you know about Baltimore, there's no land out here. Like there's where we're at, there's no backyard for kids and for, you know, a family. You, you're either living in like a row home or you're finding some other row home. Like, like there's brownstone really, yeah, there's not that many places that I would see our future family in. So to know that. And to know we will probably have to move somewhere out in the county or, you know, really far away from where we're at now. That's a lot. And on top of that, it's just, I think I get it. You know, once again, people see you. It goes back to the whole social media thing. People have seen us and thought, oh, they must have it like that. People look at our pictures now in this apartment and they're just like, oh, what's that? So they're going off of something that they see on the internet. They have no clue if there's a shack in the background, in the back of this thing. They have no clue if the rooms are the size of a box, like, and the living room is just big. Like, you don't know. So you're going off of things that you you have no clue about. And I think it's so easy to place that burden. It it feels like a burden Mm -hmm. on, like, young people who seem to have it all together. And, And don't get me wrong. The people that it's coming from, I think it comes from with love sometimes. Like, I really don't think they're trying to get on our nerves. I don't think that anybody, except maybe the people who keep telling me to have a baby, um, are trying to get on our nerves. But it's like times are different. You know, we have seen a lot. We know what not to do when it comes to certain things, when it comes to money, when it comes to buying things. Howard and I tried to buy a house or almost bought a house. Within like months of us getting married, it was the dumbest thing in the whole wide world. And we know that. So we're very careful with what we do and we try to be strategic. So all this pressure from the outside world is kind of funny, but it's also like, dog, 
I know if you're doing it to us, I know more young people are feeling that way in anywhere in the world. Like I know there's always this stigma on you got to do better than me. You got to do better than me. We're trying and we're tired. (laughs) We are trying our best not to make the same dumb mistakes that y'all made. That's why we're here. Like we've lived through a lot of horrific events like 9-11, war on terror, global pandemic, like I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff that's happened Mm -hmm. since 1994, since I've been alive, and 1996 when you've been alive. Absolutely. Like, there's been a lot that's happened since then that has placed a lot of pressure on us. Like, we survived Donald Trump. (laughs) That in itself was that's a miracle. A lot. Like Bush and Trump in the same year, like the same uh, lifetime. Like I was going to say, wait, the same year. I know. (laughs) But like that's terrible. And like going through like this pandemic and like everything that's attached to it has changed. So much like it's something that a lot of people that are alive now did not live through back when it happened a hundred years ago right. with the they Spanish flu. So like, it's a lot of pressure just being alive at this point. And I feel like we have to take, we have to give ourselves grace and just be grateful for the fact that we are still living yeah. like despite all that we've gone through in like the past year and in our lives. Like we are still walking, we're still breathing, and we're still living, and that is something to be thankful for. And we have to take solace in that like don't let the pressures of people other people being successful make you feel like you're not doing enough i'm mm-hmm. speaking to myself yeah he okay. is i was literally about to say that you were talking to you Go but, like ahead. don't let what everybody else is doing make you feel like you're not doing enough like you have may have had moments where you did not want to live or like living in itself was going to be a burden it's my living but <laughs> now you are living and you're enjoying your life and mm-hmm. you're you haven't done everything that you wanted to do but you're still laughing and you're still living and it feels good to be alive yeah and that is an accomplishment all in itself especially for those of you that may be listening that have suffered from depression suffered from suicidal thoughts maybe even attempted something on your life like you are here right now for a purpose you're here right now for a reason and sometimes that for that moment, your reason to live is just to enjoy the fact that you are alive. Mm-hmm. So just take solace in that. Like, there's no pressure on you to be great or to be all these all things. The Those time. are additional things that right. you can do when you're done enjoying your life. Right. Like, there is, like, you should be trying to make something of yourself, all that other stuff. Make sure you can take care of yourself, et cetera, et cetera. But all this great popularity, you got to be famous, you got to do these great- You got to have this kind of car. You got to have this kind of car, you got to have this kind of house, this kind of husband, this kind of wife, these kind of kids. Like that doesn't matter. Like you're living and you're alive and you're happy to do it. And it's been a long time since you felt that way. So just enjoy that. Like don't get caught up in all the stuff that everybody else is doing. Enjoy the fact that you are alive. And move slow. It's move okay slow. to go slow. Like I think that was that was that was nice, babe. Hmm. That was nice. Oh. But I think I've learned that, especially with what Howard was just talking about. Like seeing people on the internet who are your age, who allegedly, because you don't know, you're not asking all these people about their business, who are doing what seems to be so much who have what seems to be a lot, who are doing different things, you have no clue, like we've said, what it takes. But I think not only does that pressure come from, you know, people or social media, I think a lot of the times, like we place it on ourselves. And that's what 
power it was getting at. Like, it's so easy to look at everything and be like, dog, why do I not have X, Y, and Z? Why am I not doing X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. But it's like, be present in your moment. I will always stand by this. I have seen people that I've known personally to make so much money to have the cars, have the clothes. And these are people, you know, that I've known for a long time. So I know them well enough to know, like, they're not happy. Like, they they might have all this stuff. They might be able to say, oh, I'm this way or I have this. I'm only 26. I'm only 27. I can do X, Y, and Z. But they are miserable. And to succumb to the pressure, to get a house, to get the car, to have the kids, it's not worth it to me. If I'm not even happy or okay with my situation, like none of it is worth it. It doesn't even matter to me. Um, You know, if I'm unable to say that I'm stable mentally, if I'm unable to come home to peace, if I'm unable to even be in my house for long enough without getting screamed at, abused, yelled at, you know what I'm saying? Like it might not be that deep for some, but sometimes it is. So all of this, it just causes me or it's telling me or it's showing me to just stop and slow down and just enjoy where you're at and be comfortable. I'll, I'll be done with this one remark and then you can do what you do. When we lived in our apartment across the street, like Howard said, God speaks to us a lot. I think Mm -hmm. at first God would always talk to me through a song. Like I would be going through something serious and a song would just come to my heart or I would be praying And a song would come on that would legitimately like be what I was praying about. And of course, there's Spotify and their analytics. But no, I think it was God or I know it was. Um, And I remember being over there and we had just or maybe we didn't just move. It was right before we got this apartment in July. So it had to be a month after we were sitting. I was sitting at the table and I think I don't remember why mom was over there, but I was sitting at the table and I was explaining to her like, dang, like. I'm just, I got to show God that I'm content and happy with what he's already given me. How can I expect for him to bless me even more if I just keep complaining about the blessings that he's already given? And we have um, moved one time in the two years that we've been married, but it was, it was a good move. We weren't living in the grandest apartment. Like it was really nice for our first apartment, but it was really dark and my plants didn't have any sun. We didn't have any sun. The dog also had no sun. We were just we were vitamin D deficient. Everybody was miserable. Yeah, excuse my sniffle. Um, but I was always finding a way to be like, mm, I want better. I want the next thing. I want this. I want this and that. And it wasn't until I was listening to Jackie Hill Perry, as I normally do, and she was talking from First Samuel, I believe, and she was talking about Hannah wanting this kid and how she pleaded with God and she was like oh it's very ironic we're talking about kids but how she pleaded with God she's like I want my son I want my son and um what's his name E uh starts with the Enoch Enoch El- no L L yeah what Eli the priest not Eli what was his name her husband Elkanah yeah was like had had his little his little side chick Starts with a P. Come on. You know, I know the I know the stories. I don't know the names. I'm sorry, y'all. Give me scripture any day. The Bible stories, Howard got that. But anyway, this um second wife, whatever, she could have a kid. Yeah, Penina. Penina. She could have a kid. She was so, so, so like gloating in Hannah's face. Like, the Lord gave me my son. Where's yours at? And this is Shauna's living translation. Please don't take this word for word. Go read it for yourself. But Hannah cried out, was like, Lord, just give me my kid. And God was like, I'm not giving you anything until you're ready to give him back to me. And I that has sat with me for so long. Like, I 
have to show God that I'm content with where I'm at. Like he blesses us when I, y'all, when I say God blesses us, it happens in mysterious ways. And I'm not trying to be preachy or churchy because I don't even speak like that for real. But you know, like it happens when it absolutely is necessary. And so I think I kept, you know, I would pray, thank you, God, for my food. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. But this ain't enough, you know, and it's God. It's not like I'm talking to Howard with human emotions who could try to go and hustle and fix it. I'm talking to God, telling him, the person who provided that it's not enough. So it's taught me that I need to be content and all I have is all I need. And that's okay. And I continue to carry that with me everywhere I go with every situation. Like I'm fine. We lit. We, I'm looking around. We're okay. <laughs> We're fine. So yeah. Fridge full, stomach full, dog happy, wife happy, cars up and running. Praise like, God. Cause oof. Child. Man, we can tell a story about how bad these cars, like how bad we was driving before. It's okay. And just. Like, I felt the pressure to get a new car then. Yeah. Well, that's different. That's you needed di- a I car. I needed a new car. You I had to get it wasn't nobody me. telling me to get one new one. I was just like, yo, I, yeah. I can't do And my car was, what, no 13 years old by that point. It was old. So it was time for my car to go. Like, we can't be riding around like this, talking about the blessings of the Lord. We're about to die on the highway. <laughs> but all that to say, like, God has always provided for us. And he's always made ways, literally out of no way. Like, I don't even know how this stuff happens to us. But it does. Mm-hmm. So... <sighs> Just wanted to let y'all know, like, there's no pressure to, like, be great and all that stuff. Not every day and every moment of your life. Just be alive. Just enjoy the moments that you're in. And when those opportunities arrive for you to be great, capitalize on them. Make sure you do the best that you can do. But don't compare yourself to anybody else. It's going to be natural for you to do that. But just remember that your story is your story and you're still writing it. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at him. I'm, y'all, the growth, the growth. Sorry. Go ahead, baby. Anyway, so if you want to follow us on our socials, you can follow the Spoken For Podcast at the Spoken For Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me at Fantastic Mr. Mac on Instagram. You can also follow the Spoken For Podcast on Twitter if you really want to. At Spoken For, I believe. Yes. And you can follow me at the Unapologetic Sheet on all the platforms there are. Love y'all. Love you. Peace.